the fuck that is. <laughs> hey, Adolis, how's it going? Pretty good. Pretty good. Welcome how's it going to this you? That's ah, it's going. You know? It's going. Yeah. <laughs> First week of November. Election um, night. Election day. Post election. My birthday day. month, man. It's my it birthday is your month. birthday month, indeed. Getting excited, you know. Another year older. I don't know about wise though. <laughs> Welcome to this week's episode of Hipsy Seeds to Serve. We got riveting content for you, don't we? Now, on Thomas. Yes, we do. Exciting content as always. As per usual, we'll be doing the uh, gospel reading, or we'll we'll be reflecting on it, talking about it, seeing how we can get it to relate to your daily lives. So it's the thirty-second week in ordinary time, and this week's gospel comes from the book of Matthew. And it's the story of Jesus telling his disciples of a parable, as he usually does. This parable is about the ten virgins and their lamps going to meet the bridegroom. For this gospel reading, half of the virgins, they do not have enough oil for their lamps. The other half, they come prepared. They have plenty of oil. And once the oil runs out for the five that are not prepared, they try to get some from those that are prepared. But they say, no, we got to fend for ourselves we're ready. You guys need to go buy some more. And just like that, when they went off to go buy their oil to replenish their supply, they missed their chance to meet the bridegroom. I feel like this is a very easy way to understand, you know, preparing our souls for Jesus, because we never know how long we'll have to wait or, you know, when we will get an opportunity to meet Jesus. And it's always best to be ready and be prepared and i feel like that's a very good uh message as we go into the month of advent so uh and thomas what are your first thoughts on this gospel i mean exactly as you said right like there's a pretty it, it brought me back to actually around 2017 so one of the regulars at seven leaves he was a youth pastor and we we just started talking and he was getting his theology degree of some sort and he needed to teach 10 different people about the bible and so i offered to help them and we had a weekly bible study session for i think two months during this the sessions he said that in the bible there are so many clear signs and clear promises that you know jesus will return but it's just a matter of when and you know staying prepared for it is so important and it's something that we should all strive to do, but it gets so hard because, you know, obviously life gets in the way, we get stressed out, we put God on the back burner, we decide that other things are important. Maybe when we go to college, we decide that socializing with friends are more important than going to Tunyi or going to Mass. In this day and age, quite honestly, like among the youth, our, our faith has taken a backseat role to so many other things. And this kind of heats as like a warning, right? Not necessarily like danger, danger, but a gentle nudge from Jesus. Like, don't, don't be caught when the waves come in. You should know that it's coming. The tide is coming in. Be ready for it. And, you know, as we enter, as we prepare our souls to enter the Advent season, you know, when that wave does come and rush over us, he wants us to be in the best state possible. I feel like that's just, is this a very warming call from Jesus to say such a thing? I agree. I agree. Do you have ways that you keep God at the center of your life, you know, as your number one priority? Oh, absolutely. So for me, my, I have found a lot of peace with myself in the past couple of years by just praying. And honestly, 
Um, praying doesn't necessarily have to be the boring praying that you feel like uh, that you've been, you know, imposed on. For me, I do a morning offering every day and I also do a night offering every evening. And for me, that is a chance for me to tell Jesus about what's going on in my life and to open up to him, have a discussion with Jesus. For me, when I feel like I'm being tested, it's a conversation with Jesus. How are you using this as a teaching experience for me to be a better Catholic? How are you teaching me this to love my neighbors more? You know how they say to talk to someone can really let your burdens at ease to really lift that weight off your shoulders. And I feel like even though I'm talking to Jesus and not to someone else that I can physically see, I feel like there's a lot of stress that is lifted off my shoulders when I do have a dialogue with Jesus. What I like to do is there's a Mary statue at a school nearby my house. And sometimes I'll just drive up and I'll just talk to Mary as well. <laughs> this was, this is going to sound kind of funny. It's going to sound kind of silly at first. But what I do is since I can pull up to this spot, I'll just sit in there and I'll put on like a worship playlist and I'll just sing along to it. And, you know, to me, that feels like I am singing to Jesus and I'm singing to Mary. And, you know, it's like my own private little praise and worship slash karaoke night. It feels really nice. How about you and Thomas? Yeah, well, well, I mean, first of all, I want to say, like, I, I don't think that's weird at all. I think there's a saying, okay, last time I said this, someone laughed at me, but I'm positive this is a saying that goes along the lines of singing is praying 10 times. Um, but that's really cool. And plus, especially in this day and age when, you know, um, you kind of got to social distance yourself from everything. I, I do the same thing as you. I think spending time with Jesus to yourself personally is really important, right? Like, we spend time with Jesus at Mass and in Tunyi every single week, but that's not, you need a little bit more alone time with him so that you could, you know, let go of your burdens or talk to him about your burdens or trust in him your burdens. Um, and so I do try to spend a few minutes every single day, um, usually at night to just talk to him. Ashley, she introduced me to this app called Bible, like the Bible on the app store. And it's a really cool app where number one, it's a Bible. Um, number two, they have they have daily verses of the day. Um, and on my iPhone, I have that as a widget. So whenever I open up my iPhone in the morning, because uh, that's usually the first thing I check in the morning, it'll the first thing I'll see is the verse of the day and it'll change according to whatever it is. And also you could do devotionals with your friends. So me and Ashley did a five-day devotional on how to love and respect other people, even if they don't agree with you. And while we're on this topic, I guess, it's a little bit off track of things that I do in my daily lives. But it also does get hard to stay on top of it every day. You know, like not everyone's perfect. And so I want the kids to know that I wasn't perfect either. Of the five-day devotional, I only completed three of the things that I was supposed to do. The other two days, um, I kind of fell off a little bit. So it's okay to not be perfect, but as long as you're trying. Absolutely. Yeah. And then, you know, simple things that I think that I also try to do often is especially in preparation for when Jesus does come and it's something that everyone should be doing is going to confession. You know, whenever there's a chance to go to confession, either at a, I guess right now there's not that much public adorations going on, but usually when there was like youth adorations or public adorations that you can go to, um, they would have like a, like a confession service that you could go to. I tried my best to go to those as often as possible. Um, well, those are a few small things in my life that I do to keep Jesus at the center. Yeah, touching on to a couple of those things. In terms of apps, uh, I highly recommend the UCAT app. It gives you just a little mm. snippets of catechism, of the Bible, of liturgy. 
and for adoration, our church, St. Boniface, actually does daily adorations at 6 p.m. It's indoors, and so you can socially distance in the pews. Um, it's usually not that crowded if you're that concerned, but, you know, Jesus is there in the in the sacrament, physically present with us. And, you know, it's a great way to talk to Jesus and, you know, adore him in his true form of the body and the bread. Another thing that I that came to my mind, too, that I do so subconsciously, but I, that I forget about it, but I totally do it is um, especially since traffic is building back up when I do have to drive into the office uh, twice a week. Sometimes I won't play any music. I won't listen to a mm. podcast, but I keep everything silent. And, you know, I'll say this, I'll do the sign of the cross and, you know, I'll just have a discussion with Jesus. But yeah, it's, you know, praying with Jesus for me is a great way for me to expound my faith. Because like you said, and Thomas, when you're praying at mass, you're praying at adoration or in praise and worship, that's a community prayer. And that is a great way to strengthen your faith. But for me, the biggest way for my faith to strengthen is one-on-one with Jesus, is hearing and listening to him and talking to him one-on-one, just the two of us. I feel like interpersonal relationships, whether it's with your friends or with Christ, are probably the most valuable things that you can have. I agree. One question that I have for you, Dennis, I guess, is that a lot of the things, because this is something that I've thought about in the past too, but a lot of the things that we've mentioned so far are, I guess, spiritual ways to keep center at the Christ of our lives, right? Praying, adoration, mass, confession, um, etc. However, I do know that for me personally, anyways, sometimes I do have a really hard time keeping that spiritual faith as my priority, right? Just when things get rough or just as a human in general, it, it gets tough sometimes. Are there physical things, I guess, that you do to keep Christ at the center of your life, right? Like living, you know, living the words of Christ, you know, are there daily things that you do? Oh, absolutely. Honestly, for me, I would have to say that it's, you know, through community efforts. Whether you're doing that through volunteering at a food bank or giving back, donating your time to for like other missionary purposes, for me, it's honestly been giving back at our church through the live stream services. You know, in this pandemic age where certain people may not be able to physically attend mass, I feel like strengthening my faith by giving back to the community, by serving it, by serving God and, you know, professing his words through the internet, through a live stream. I feel like those those ways have actually physically strengthened me. And I can vouch for some of the others on the stream team. I'm not going to say any names, but, you know, by doing these things, by this is our ministry. This is, that was the words that uh, Fortune from our church told me uh, when he's, you know, we were in the trenches of trying to get these stream to where it is now. He said, you know what, bro, this right here, this is our ministry. This is how we spread the word of God. For some people on stream team, by having them be on stream team, it definitely makes them focus on the liturgy more. That is strengthening not only your faith, but strengthening others' faith through your ministry. And I feel like that's a very powerful way to you know keep motivation on a physical realm uh, beyond just the spiritual praying, uh, praise and worship, and you know singing along and talking to Jesus. Yeah, that, I mean, that was exactly what I was trying to go for. The other things that I do to keep Christ at the center of my life, right, is remembering why I'm doing certain things that I'm doing. Not saying that like, oh, I go to the food bank specifically because to make me feel like, 
like I'm a good Catholic. Like I'm going to the food bank because I ge like genuinely want to help serve others, you know, because um, there are other people who are more in need of things than I am. And I'm in a position where I could give back to them. It's those things that we are able to manifest, I guess, that makes it easier to kind of keep Christ at the center of our lives when maybe the spiritual side isn't so strong, right? I mean, we say this all the time um, in Tunyi, but like part of the faith is to not only learn the word, AKA like, you know, the spiritual stuff, um, but also to live it through your daily lives. And I think um, it's important to realize that the two have to go hand in hand. That is that is 100%. You hit the nail on the head. You took the words right out of my mouth, as I say. It's one thing to, to read the words, but it's another thing to live it. It's doing these things, our physical actions, uh, whether they are for ourselves or for the greater community. Um, these are the things that really help push us along. And I'm a big believer in that, you know, actions speak way louder than words. And these actions are how we can physically keep ourselves intertwined with Jesus and keep him and Christ at the center of our lives. Um, another one that, you know, really gets me going in terms of like strengthening my relationship with Christ is by volunteering or even just attending retreats. Retreats are such a powerful experience for me. You know, even though most that I go to are not as a participant, but as like a leader or in some kind of service capacity, that's still a great way for me to strengthen my faith. Because even as someone that is on the other side of the fence, you know, I still feel the power of Christ uh, among everyone there uh, between those that are attending, those that are serving. Definitely retreats are a way to really give that boost. You know, uh, most of our hipsies that are listening to this would have gone to Alive in Spirit. And I'm sure they all remember feeling the emotions that rushed over after retreat. You know, you go to another retreat, there's a solid chance you'll feel that, again, the warmth and the love of Christ just washing over you. I agree. I agree. And it's definitely important to to try to keep going to these retreats because I, I know that after AIS, it feels like there are no more opportunities to go to these retreats. But like there, there are plenty more opportunities um, to go to retreats, just maybe not within the Yali setting, but there are other youth-centered retreats out there that you could sign up for. You just gotta, you know, look for them. Oh yeah, and you know, for those hipsies that are listening, they're potentially interested in attending a retreat. Let us know. Reach out to us. I'm sure any of our hipsy Hunchungs will be glad to help you find it, or any other ways for you to strengthen your bond so that you're always ready for Christ. Yeah, just to keep it, I mean, just to repeat what I said earlier, it's okay if the spiritual side of yourself isn't perfect or if, you know, you don't feel like you're at your best with your relationship with God. It's more so the desire to come back to him or the desire to learn more about him or the desire to be with him, I think, is the most important part, right? And my other remark is, you know, just to repeat, the resources that I said earlier was the app is called The Bible and it's just a picture of a brown Bible. I know the app. I know. Yeah, app. but that app is pretty cool. It has all the readings, the daily verses, and you could do you could do a devotional um, with your friends or with multiple friends if you guys want to do it in a group. It's really simple. They just give you like a Bible reading, short little ex explanation of the reading, and then they'll ask you a question, and you guys could just answer the question, your thoughts with your friends, and there's a little check mark. And it's not it's not just a five day devotional, but they also have shorter ones like a three day devotional, depending on which one you want to do. Yeah, sounds really good. And I, I do want to emphasize what you just said, that our faith may not be 100% all the time. And that is totally human. 
going back to what you said about we're not perfect, but we're made in God's image and God's image is perfect and we are all his children. I think that wraps it up here today. It was a pleasure talking to you on Thomas. It was a pleasure talking to you too on Dennis. Hopefully, you know, your birthday month I hope goes yours well. Went well. I know you were born just earlier. Yes. Scorpio, Scorpio season. season. It's Pump, coming to an pumpkin end Pumpkin spice season. Spooky season. Pumpkin spice season. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, you know, there'll be some good news tonight. Yeah, as long as you keep it like that, so. good news is good news, right? Good news <laughs> is good news. Yeah, good news is good news. Yeah, exactly. Good news is good All news. All right, Ed Thomas, thanks for – and for everyone listening, thanks for joining us on this week's episode of Hipsy Seeds to Serve. We'll see you all later. Bye now. It's not good news. It's the best news ever.